Hey Hothheads, it's Ian, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the Kessel Toy Run. We all remember what it was like getting that awesome new Star Wars toy for the holidays, and now is your chance to give a child that same experience. Join the Force and donate a new Star Wars gift to a hospitalized child unable to spend the holidays at home. Going on now until December 20th, your toy donation will be delivered to one of three Southern California hospitals by staff, the Rogue Rebels, and Saber Guild Temple Prime. For more information and a link to their Amazon registry, check out their Twitter, at The Kessel Toy Run. You can also send them an email at thekesseltoyrun at gmail.com. Happy Holidays, and may the Force be with you. Tonight, the Supreme Leader is dead. Long live the Supreme Leader. And journalists embedded with First Order forces on the distant world of Krayt have reported that Supreme Leader Ren has brought justice to the nepocidal criminal, Luke Skywalker. Has the First Order finally brought peace back to the galaxy? Find out tonight at 11. Welcome back, Galactic Citizens, to another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. I'm your Jedi Starfighter pilot, Ian. Joining me this week, as always, is our TIE Fighter pilot, John. And, for the first time ever, broadcasting all the way from across the Atlantic, pilot for hire, Jason. Jason, how are you? Welcome to the show. Well, I'm very happy because I've discovered I'm for hire, which means I assume I'm getting paid. So that's uh, that's good news. Good way to oh. start the show. Uh, payment is is based on quality of service so we'll see okay i will uh be holding out for a very large check in the mail (laughs) okay there's going to be something in the contract here that says we pay in experience that's how these things work right (laughs) oh i get some xp points great there you go (laughs) you'll level up yeah great been playing a lot of uh, the new pokemon game so maybe i will evolve by the end of this uh oh we'll see we'll see evolution stage two of jason that'd be yeah. or one of us will just smash me and not let you evolve sounds more likely <laughs> <laughs> well i had the great pleasure to join you jason on your podcast uh conversation with uh well, it was about a month ago at this point sounds about right yeah um i'll take your word for it <laughs> Yeah, you were definitely there. I remember I was, that much. I was definitely there. We'll put links in the doobly-doo. Uh, we had a great time just talking Star Wars, and mostly it was me talking your ear off about Star Wars, but you had mentioned kind of your roots and your beginnings in, in Star Wars, so tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you what what your your star wars fandom looks like oh wow um the deep questions straight off the bat okay well i i guess it all goes back to an episode that you did a few weeks ago where we were <laughs> accused of uh only kind of getting into star wars with i think it wasn't even the the prequels i think it was did he say the the latest ones the sequel trilogy you, i'm not sure you are referring to uh, Harry's accusation, accusation that the uh, entire populace of Britain had not gotten into Star Wars until very recently. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to name names, but um, <laughs> but yes, that's definitely that's definitely who I was who I was inferring. So I grew up in a very sci-fi household. So my mum is sort of well, even my grandparents were kind of big time into anything science fiction. So you know, you, Star Wars, of course. Star Trek as well, but then kind of all the the original, you know, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Buck Rogers, uh, Space 1999, anything and everything. Uh, so I grew up in that kind of a household, which meant I don't remember 
the first time I saw Star Wars. I do know that, like John, I saw it Jedi Empire Star Wars, which is... It's the preferred way. Of, it's Yeah, the, the right way to watch it. Yeah. Um, Am I the only one who watched them in normal sequence? I mean, you yes. say normal sequence, but you waited quite a long time. I feel I that that's nine. almost... Well, you know... I don't know how old how, ugh, how old I was when you were nine, so it, it might have been um, a long time from my point of view. You know, it's a fair point. A cer- from a certain point of view, John, it could be. Uh, sorry, uh, John, you were right. You're the watching it the right way. Forget what he said. Thank you. <laughs> what they're I, telling I appreciate you. Appreciate the vote of confidence. So yeah, I've sort of always been a- across Star Wars, which means as well different forms of media so some of the books different video games comics yeah i've read so i've sort of just dipped in and out of kind of everything i've got a bit of knowledge on everything but i wouldn't say super deep on anything apart from maybe the the movies well i say super deep compared to you guys probably it's just scratching the surface but uh You've got an approximate knowledge. Oh, we just pretend to know things. I didn't want to say that that's kind of how it came across, but... That's what that's what the Google's for, when uh, we don't know things. Yeah, I mean, I did just say before we started recording that I don't think I ever listened to the soundtracks, so my, my fandom doesn't go that far. It's sort of, it's what comes across my path, less me searching it out. Like you said, you grew up in a sci-fi household, so... You've got all these other sci-fi properties competing for your your time and attention. The fact that you got into Star Wars even as deep as you did with just maybe skimming the surface of the expanded content, but still going there, that's uh, that's pretty good. That's more than most people do. Well, I mean, again, the I suppose it's the people that I've been sort of surrounded with. We were all kind of into Star Wars. It, it wasn't that weird. Uh, I, I, although that's not, not quite true, I suppose, when I was at school. I think a lot of people didn't really mention it until the prequels came out and mm-hmm. it was sort of in the cinemas. And then uh, that's when I found out kind of who knew about Star Wars and who didn't. But as well, it hadn't been around for quite a while. So it's, it's sort of understandable that I don't know what people are watching at home on VHS because that was the way you could see it recorded off the TV, you know, fast forward through the commercials. That, that, that's how you watch Star Wars, right? That's the, <laughs> again, the correct way. Life Day was yesterday, and I think the first time John showed me the holiday special, it we watched a version that had the commercials still in it, and that was that was a blast from the past. Just seeing yeah. all the seeing all the the weird commercials from you know the eighties that would have no place on television today. But I mean, that's you know that's sort of the way to watch it. I feel it, it gives you that kind of old school feel to yeah. this old you know that what is an, an older property so it's nice to kind of yeah have, have a trailer for a film that everyone is so excited about but you know because you've never heard of it all these years later it clearly wasn't a success so um it's a fair yeah, point i i think i mean i can kind of piece together bits you know i, re- I remember definitely seeing uh, like we had jedi recorded i remember seeing that like at home i get a feeling like i saw empire at my grandparents because they had it on on video and then i remember having to buy star wars and a new hope because we didn't have it and it it kind of was rarely shown on tv so Hmm. i remember having to go and buy that from a shop and of course but then again i mean this was sort of pre online shopping so it shows that it must have been popular enough that it was still pretty easy to get hold of a copy just in a little town you know in a in a video store so (laughs) read into that what you will 
Harry. Uh, I mean, guys. Poor, poor Harry. <laughs> He's just getting beat up. <laughs> We're going to have to, like, this show's going to slowly devolve into a debate between all of our our, our English guests. <laughs> well, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Bring the war over Do here. Do you know kind of why your family is so sci-fi interested, or is it just something that it's a common interest? Like, what do you know where it started? Not really. No, it's a good, it's a good question because I, I don't know. I know that my my grandparents are definitely loved Star Trek, and I and I think maybe my my grandfather was a scientist, so maybe that kind of had had something to do with it. He, my grandfather is basically Spock. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that might have influenced things slightly. Um, I don't know. It, it's an odd thing because it's like I love comic books, and I remember getting called out by my grandmother on this fact why do you like them like where did it come from because nobody else kind of in the family cares but but i'm like a huge batman fan and dc comics and all of that and it's sort of you know where did you pick that up because there's there's no sort of immediate indication as to to how you came across it um so i I guess it's just kind of one of those things where it was probably because they were of an era when that was very popular. Um, okay. You know, especially at that time, uh, again, like certain themes and certain uh, things that they wanted to speak about, you kind of couldn't say openly. But if you were in the future on a spaceship, you could say things that sort of might be frowned upon if you were acknowledging them in that day and age, in that kind of climate. So right. I, I guess it was maybe that's why it was so popular kind of in that era. But then well, my mum also loved it and passed it on yeah. to us. But my brother couldn't care less, really. I mean, he, he watches, <laughs> I think he likes Star Wars. And, you know, I've seen him wearing like a Star Wars t-shirt and things like that. But he is not like big into sci-fi the way, the way we are. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the only, like, I think I got most of my sci-fi interest from my dad who kind of, he, he is, is more of a passing interest, but he is also a scientist. So maybe that's where it came from. And then I just, I just went deep because I was surrounded by nerds. John, what about you? Uh, how is your Star Wars or sci-fi kind of obsession? Where did that start and how did it, and, and did it have anything to do with the family well, element? Not my immediate family. My immediate family, like my, my dad and my brother, there were, they were more into surfing than really anything else. Mm-hmm. And f- surfing and fishing. The only people I can think of in my family, in my extended family, that were into sci-fi at all would be my cousin Lonnie, who, who, her and her dad were obsessed with Star Trek: The Next Generation. I still have a bunch of old Star Trek technical manuals that they gave me when, uh, when she went to college. So I'm, I'm not quite sure where my interest in sci-fi started. It might have just been watching movies at my buddy's house playing with Legos like I did with when I first saw Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't really think there's like one place for me that I can definitively say this was where it all started. Okay. Very cool. Well, so Jason, you are uh you're a father, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah I am. Uh thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I forgot something. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where my son is. Um, yes, I, I am. And so I've, I've got my son who is five and my wife is at the moment about five months pregnant. So we're, oh, wow. we're so I am very much a father <laughs> at the moment and um, yay. <laughs> well, congratulations. Well, so as a father, you, you are going to eventually run into 
the question of how do I introduce my children to sci-fi? And since this is a Star Wars podcast, specifically Star Wars. So what are what are your thoughts on how to go about introducing either your your kids or somebody that you you know that hasn't seen them? What what's your strategy? What's your game plan for introducing them to this huge sort of where do I start world? Yeah, it's interesting because it's getting more and more difficult, isn't it? Um, it is. But the more so, stuff that gets piled on. I remember trying to cuz my wife had never seen Star Wars um I was going to say before we got married, but that's not quite true because just before we got married, I made sure she watched <laughs> every Star Wars movie um, and she fell asleep. So it was kind of quite difficult there because I was like, well, these are the original ones. Watch these. This is like the most important. If you're only going to watch one set, watch these ones. Right. Uh, what's interesting is, uh, about that is that she sort of fell asleep watching them and kind of never went back. Oh, no. Um, but then we watched Rogue One and okay. that finished. And she's like, I want to watch the like where it picks up. And I, I quite like that about uh, I think if I was going to introduce somebody new to Star Wars, I actually think that's a good one to begin with hmm. uh, because it, it's modern in that it's a, a modern film. So the technology is there to make it look impressive and, you know, everything is kind of working the way it should. But then it just leads off. And then when you go back and you watch the original three, you can kind of forgive maybe the fact that it's not a modern movie because you're already sort of set up in that world now. Mm -hmm. and, and you just understand, oh, yeah, it's just because it was filmed so long ago. This is the thing. My son is already quite aware of Star Wars as a concept. OK, so he's got. You know, he's got Star Wars pajamas. He knows who Darth Vader is, but he doesn't know who Darth Vader is, if that makes sense. Gotcha. And it's like, do you do it that way? Do you let them watch the original ones? So, you know, the, the whole father reveal is a surprise. Or do you watch from the prequels and the fall into darkness is a surprise because you're not expecting that it's going to go that way? Mm -hmm. Um so I, I don't know, but I did realize today I can't let him watch Star Wars yet. <laughs> he's, he's not going to he's not going to handle it well. Not not quite at the right that you, right stage. huh? You know what it is? It's so very much only for my family. So if any parents are listening and they're like, I showed my son Star Wars when he was free. Good for you. Um, we went to the cinema not that long ago. We went and saw The Incredibles 2. OK. And he did not like it. <laughs> really? I took him out about four times and I kind of couldn't understand exactly why he didn't like it. Like which bits it was a bit weird. Mm -hmm. um, and then we were watching some of um, the Teen Titans go to the movies. Okay. And he also really didn't like that at one point, but it wasn't like when they were fighting the monster or anything like that. Cause that's what I kind of initially thought it was just too much for him. Right. But he didn't like that. They'd snuck into the cinema and he thought they were going to get in trouble. The idea that they're going to get in trouble freaks him out. And I was thinking about it literally driving home today, knowing that we were going to have a conversation later. And I was just thinking about when um, Luke and Han dress up as stormtroopers. <laughs> and I know he'll watch that and just think, they're going to get into trouble. This is not good. Like, and, he and won't be able to handle do. it. Yeah. Oh, that's, so, that's very unique. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I don't know, because what, do you go for like one of the cartoons? oh yeah wow that adds Maybe. a whole other wrench but then like are you gonna get it or does it matter if you don't i feel like the more 
material there is, the more difficult this this gets. Because when I first came across Star Wars, there was the the original three movies, a few books, and what year did the droids cartoon come out? Any ideas? Oh, I don't even know. Droids cartoon. That was mid 80s maybe yeah so i'm guessing that was probably out like before i'd seen seen star wars so there wasn't a lot though and that's you know what made it a bit easier for me to very quickly catch up on everything there was right but oh just to like just to watch the films now that takes a while to kind of get through all of them (laughs) yeah we uh i i have a tradition where i will run through all the films before going to see the new film and The last time I did that, oh, I think I started at like eight in the morning and it didn't end until like two thirty in the morning. So I'm going to have to yeah, like it's about 20 hours worth of content. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to like split it up once mm-hmm. episode nine comes because I can't I can't do that straight in a row around Empire. I think I was getting really, you know, just yeah, the, uh, what, what scene are we on? Uh, I don't wait. Did the movies are just like mixing in my mind? Like what's happening? Yeah. So again, when I said before, like I just sort of, it's what comes across my path. It sounds kind of weird. So I went and saw solo with my wife, but we just kind of went a little while after it had come out. I hadn't really like rushed to see that, but um, Mm -hmm. the, the last Jedi, I went to like a midnight screening, like when it was, you know, day of release kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm almost unintentionally <laughs> that <makes sense>. uh, <laughs> so twice i've gone also rogue one i was there midnight you know the the night before day of release thing and it was just that i i'd had to work kind of in the center of town i'd finished really late i got home and i wasn't quite you know you know i just needed to wind down for a bit before right. bed um and i just put on youtube and saw that people were starting to like put up the the reviews of the advanced screenings mm-hmm. and i was like oh that means it must be out like i knew i know it's coming out this month but it must be out in a couple of days and discovering that oh it's out like tonight and then (laughs) i wonder if the cinema has any tickets left and oh yeah look i'm going so i remember waking my wife up to tell her hey i'm just going to the cinema um (laughs) you don't mind do you so that's kind of how i'm you know enough of a fan to make the effort to go at midnight to see it Mm -hmm. um but I went on my own and as a very kind of last minute decision. And that's pretty much also what happened with Rogue One as well. So, um, yeah, and the comics and everything else. So I've always just stumped and even finding Star Wars in the first place. I just stumble across things and then and then watch them all. I don't very know what cool. that says about me or. <laughs> my... So as a parent, I have no idea how I'm going to introduce it to my son. Any suggestions? I'm a big fan of the what they call the machete cut which is the original trilogy and then the prequels. I was gonna say, is that where you do you watch all three together or do you do you watch star wars and empire and then go back and watch the other three and then finish oh, you're right. that's that's the machete cut. yeah yeah you're totally i quite right. like um, i actually quite like that idea because i think that's yeah. good that's like that... the reveal and then how did this happen get... flashback exactly. and you just watch three movies of flashback and if somebody could maybe just close three movies into one half decent movie for me, I'd be happy with that. And uh... <laughs> well, don't forget, you also got to watch all of the Clone Wars cartoons. Oh yeah. So uh, you know that adds a few, a couple days. <laughs> yeah, that's another one where you kind of need that list of the episodes to skip. 
Yeah. Because there's some great stuff in there, but I tried to watch it for like, to catch up with it because it was well and truly underway when I finally started watching it. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. I've got time. I'm going to go through this episode by episode. And yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> it was just, there's some really great stuff in there, but there is also some terrible stuff in there as well. So, so John, you're a fan of the machete cut. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting because we, we've had a, we've had a little bit of experience with introducing someone to star wars and i think we did did we do did we do originals and then prequels when our friend danielle was watching them um i don't remember yeah. I, I was trying to think of this uh while we while you y'all were talking about it because we've done the the marathon twice right um the one when when we introduced danielle to it was that when we were showing it at work? no no that was a that was a different thing <laughs> or our abandoned television studio. Yeah, that was fun. We uh, we had a oh, what 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 were we celebrating? It was it was May the fourth, I think. Oh yeah, and then we we randomly chose what movies we were going to. Yeah, watch. we we had a which ended up being the Ewok movies. <laughs> John and I both work at a public access cable mm-hmm. station, and we have access to this big studio that maybe four people use throughout the week. I think it's down to like two now. And so, yeah, about for the most part, it's it's pretty much abandoned. We set up a projector in there for May the 4th and had some people over and just randomly picked Star Wars movies from a hat to watch. We watched The Last Jedi and then The Force Awakens and then one of the Ewok movies. The other thing, too, is that we have uh, one of our buddies, Steve. He recently showed his daughter and and he introduced her by doing the uh the original trilogy first so honestly i don't know i'd be very interested to kind of hear how this goes maybe once you once you do introduce uh your son to star wars we'll have you back on and you can tell us how how it went alternatively you can you can show your son one order and then when your next child comes uh call us back when you've introduced it to them in an entirely different order. Oh, this is going to be a long yeah. game uh, yeah. experiment yeah. <laughs> here. Yeah. So I hope you guys have a lot of content ready for the next couple of years. So that this, oh, so we've got... this show can keep going. And Luckily if you, for just, us, if you, if you tell content. me now that, oh, we've got loads of content, then I am calling uh, Ian out right now on why did you not have a topic for me if you've got so much content that you're ready for the next couple of years? Uh, because there's just so much to choose from. Well, we usually have our guests choose the content, oh, really? and then we just sit back and reap the benefits. <laughs> okay, so you've got a, a, a long guest list, then, is what you've got for the next couple of years. <laughs> well, um, I'll say that my my son, he he kind of hasn't really gelled with any kind of sci-fi show so far. Um, like, if I'm watching anything, and he sees kind of the aliens, doesn't really like them. They hmm. sort of freak him out. He's, yeah... I don't know. I don't know where he gets it from. His mother. There we go. Um, there, there you go. So your experience with with Star Wars, you kind of mentioned, was a smattering of kind of extended universe stuff. And I, I assume that was a lot of the old, what is now referred to as Legends material, the non-canon stuff. And now yes. you've got this new canon that's kind of come in. So what what are, as someone who experienced star wars through the the legends material what are your thoughts on on the new canon and the old canon and kind of how 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 your your experience is with those discrepancies i guess yeah so i 
I have decided to to come up with my own kind of system for this. Um, okay. And it's it's kind of based on real life, to be honest with you. This is I actually think the the title Legends is is genius because it if you if you apply it to like legends that we have, mm-hmm. uh, it, it works really well on how you can explain why events that were maybe previously attributed to somebody now couldn't be or are you know given to somebody else that it was actually them that did this. So. I find that that happens anyway in in the real world and happens in other you know in other forms of media and we kind of accept it. I went on on a, another podcast uh, called uh, Dog Hair Presents with Rory M Spence if he if he's listening. Um and I had to do a report on Robin Hood. Okay. But on like the historical person as opposed to kind of the movies. Um, oh, okay. And that was really interesting because I thought I knew quite a lot and it turns out I knew almost nothing and in my kind of research hmm. and preparation I discovered that there are actually like four different people that could be uh there's basically one person that is was pretty much robin hood only all the legend that we know from the movies is actually about another person and then huh. they just kind of assigned all of that to robin hood because he was the more famous name and i and i kind of feel like with legends it could work like that you know like maybe a jedi went to this planet he did this thing and we were all told it was luke skywalker but maybe we were just told it was luke skywalker because you know after the fall of the empire and a jedi did something we're all just going to assume probably it's luke skywalker he's the most famous but maybe it was another jedi who was just kicking around and had been kind of not doing much before then he happened to be on this planet do some event and people just said well that must be luke skywalker because if it happens on our little planet over just a couple of you know a few hundred years on Mm -hmm. a galactic scale and over the period of time that is covered in all of sort of star wars comics and books and and different things which isn't is at it, best a couple thousand years. Yeah. Isn't it reasonable that people were just like, oh yeah, this Jedi did this famous thing or this Imperial officer named whatever did this. And it turns out it wasn't him. It was somebody else, but maybe he just took the credit for it. Or maybe, uh, you know, it was transcribed wrong and the wrong name was put in a list. I think it can happen. So I'm quite happy to just headcanon pretty much everything as maybe that event did still happen, but it was just somebody else and nobody talks about it. I mean, there are a few things hmm. that obviously absolutely could not have happened in the new ex- sort of existing canon. But I kind of feel like the whole legends idea, it, it's great. You know, we've got a lot of legends that we, you know, like, you know, Greek mythology and things like that, that are all sort of legendary figures. And occasionally events get handed out to other people. My other comparison would like the marvel movies Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys are across well i'd say marvel comics they publish the the new star wars stuff so do you guys read any marvel comics (laughs) i regularly read the i say regularly i wait for the collections to come out i do read the star wars comics as for everything else it's kind of like i pick and choose stories that i like and i read through those so a, a dabbling in comics i'm i'm more of a dc person well that is the correct answer john but (laughs) Unfortunately, for this example, um, if so, if somebody does like read the let's say the superhero comics of Marvel, and you were to ask them who created Ultron, mm-hmm. if they're reading, if they're a comic book reader, they'd probably tell you it was Hank Pym because in the comics he created Ultron. Then when the movies came along, obviously that character hadn't been established by the time they did the Age of Ultron movie. Mm-hmm. So who's the famous inventor slash scientist kind of person that we can use as the foil for this thing? Well, Tony Stark's there. So we'll give that kind of plot line 
to him and and everyone accepted that so i feel like it's a similar thing isn't it you could just say well they've just taken this event away from this person and given it to somebody else and it's a similar thing or names have slightly changed but at the same time there's been so kind of little of the new stuff that it's it's sort of hard to know what's been completely deleted what's been modified and what maybe still just actually happened because it also depends on who you know who's writing the next thing if there's something they like they'll bring it in and and as soon as they bring it in then it must have happened i really like this i really like this this uh method of thinking about legends that you've come up with because it's it gives it that in-universe reasoning, you know? Like, I think we, mm-hmm. we have focused so much on the fact that, oh, no, Disney, you know, with the meta reasons, Disney had to wipe the slate clean to make their new stuff, and then they're slowly folding stuff back in. But I, I really enjoy the fact that this idea that you've come up with gives gives Legends a in-universe sort of explanation for why these tales are out there. I, I think that's really cool. John, what are your thoughts? That's kind of how I always imagined it, especially when they named it Legends. Mm. Um, and they, they've actually done some sort of uh, examples of this in features that they've put out. In The Last Jedi, you have the kids in the stable and there's like one kid playing with a Jedi figure and he's standing in front of a, you know, facing down some enemy. And I mean, those what that kid's telling is just another story from a, a different perspective like these these books are now. I think it, it's cool that they did it because it still keeps those stories relevant it's not like they just wipe them clean and then you know search searched every bookstore to destroy all those books so that no one knew that knowledge they they acknowledge that that history is there and they know that they're out there also as a resource for future ideas to add into movies right and they've done a good job with that too personally i think you know folding in the the legends material into the new canon like with you know i think thrawn's a perfect example thrawn becoming what he what he is he's he's different and new enough but he's still the thrawn we know so you can believe all the stories that you hear about him in legends just as much as you can in the new canon so Mm. i really like this idea and apparently i'm the only one who didn't like see the naming convention of legends and immediately go to this this thought process but it's i like it a lot yeah i think it's better than just getting angry about it. Chronological oh order. yeah for sure like there's there's a lot of things that we can be doing rather than get angry about a sci-fi universe i in john and i joke you know on our podcast you know we're just like oh this little thing annoys us or like oh this is kind of weird and dumb but i think at the end of every single one of those conversations we're like but it's Star Wars, so it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, they haven't done anything to, like, drastically change my perspe- uh, perception of the universe. Right. Not like in an episode, they're just going to start name- calling Luke Skywalker Kyle. And, like, that's canon now. And, like, what, what's, what's happening? You know, it's, it's just, like, little things that, in the, in the long run, don't really matter too much to mm. the story. I think the only issue you can sort of have, or not, re- not really even an issue, but... You know you've got these kind of crazy people out there. Sorry mm-hmm. if you're listening. Sorry if you're listening. But <laughs> there are so sort of no, but he, he didn't do that. He was left-handed, and this guy's right-handed, so it can't be the same. Like picking up on every little detail that is wrong. <laughs> right. And I just feel like a way you could avoid that is just create something new and set it somewhere else. But you're just constantly skirting around the exact same period of time, the same kind of few characters. Like every show, you've got to make sure there's cameos from 
you know, oh, Lando also came in here. And you think, well, it doesn't need to be. Like, you could just have put this slightly further away or in a slightly different time and had a, a Lando-like character who could fill that role, but you don't need it to be... Do you know what I mean? You, you tie it in so closely that then, of course, people are going to be like, oh, but, you know, in oh, in the old books, this happened. And if the new story is a lot better, that's OK. But if the new story is worse, well, then people are like, oh, so you got rid of the thing that I liked and you replaced it with something worse as opposed to kind of, oh, you tore down this thing that I liked, but what you built was so much better. Uh, it's just a gamble that I don't understand why they need to constantly take. Well, I kind of understand a, a little bit. I, I have, I'm one of those people who are just like, I think one of my notes in, in our latest Resistance Recon episode, I said something about a character, the hype phase on like not having the same voice structure as Rodians like in the movies like they don't have that double walled uh-huh. alien sounding voice and I'm like oh well that's that's like a little something I noticed and I noticed that because I'm so deep uh-huh. into the world but I think if you're going to do that sort of thing like I do it's important to acknowledge that okay this little thing is just a fun nugget of information that I've picked out for myself it doesn't have an overarching effect on the story let it be you know there's no point in getting upset about it because what we get is what we get at the end of the day. And I also just had a thought, and this is going to tie what we're talking about right now back into how to introduce a younger audience to Star Wars. John, you recently showed me the Lego Freemaker Adventures for Star Wars. That yep. show is this. a perfect example of a inconsequential, doesn't have any effect on canon, is full of those Legends materials and references. And is just goofy fun. I can't, like, I I don't, it, what am I trying to say here? Uh, There's a point to this. Just enjoyable. I mean, if you don't know, the chances that we know are are slim. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. There was a point to me bringing that up. And I thought it tied everything into each other. But now I'm just, like, looking at a pile of yarn going, what was I talking about? I think personally that not every story, like a story can be interesting because it has interesting characters. It has uh, interesting events. It doesn't need to be like the end of the world every single time to make a story enjoyable and compelling. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as you've got, you know, a good, a good narrative running through it and good characters. And I think you could make like, and I suppose now with the TV shows that they're doing, this might happen. Rebels kind of started like this. And then it got super tied into the bigger Star Wars world mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, more and more cameos of very sort of famous Star Wars people, if, if right. that makes sense. But I'm, I'm thinking like you could make a show that John would like that is sort of the rise of somebody who is maybe a, a cadet in the Empire and then sort of you see his progression through and it's just they're just posted somewhere like. It's not anywhere near the the main action, but it's just kind of what's it like to go through this, you know, to go through this military system Mm -hmm. and you just follow his story and the friends that he makes and, you know, the girl that he meets and this and that. Like you can have a whole a whole story there and you don't need it to be, you know, and you just get to be in that Star Wars world and see those ships that you recognize and the uniforms and all of that. But it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and so someone, you know, like like John that likes that kind of thing. Brilliant. And then you do a similar kind of show that is maybe someone in the, you know, a Padawan who's becoming a Jedi. And you can have a very sort of force orientated one for you, Ian. But it's, again, just 
set on a couple of planets somewhere that maybe we've never heard of before, doing a few sort of missions that are important for them, but aren't so vital to, again, the the grander galactic scale kind of thing. And I think they'd be enjoyable. And you also wouldn't have that like finite deadline on them where, Mm -hmm. oh, this Mm -hmm. needs to be wrapped up because in one year's time, this event is going to happen, which we can't ignore because it Mm -hmm. it will change everything. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you everything has to be about the same family like i you know i am a big i was a big luke skywalker fan you know i i think now maybe i'm a more like oh i liked han but growing up because i saw it when i was so young i was definitely a uh oh no luke skywalker he's the hero he's the the best um, right but the fact that like everything has to be tied to that family in in such a big you know, <clears throat> galaxy it just i find it a little bit because what if you're not a what if you're not a skywalker how how bad is your life that you know <laughs> that really it doesn't matter what you achieve in life. You're not a Skywalker. So ultimately, it doesn't matter. I, I, I hope like that. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I hope that they continue with this. And we brought it up a few times, but I really hope they keep the the reveal that Ray in the new movies is not like her only connection with the Skywalker family is that she just happened to be there and be the 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 person that is is the new hero i i like the idea that her parents are nobody she came from nothing and she can just insert herself into this this conflict and it's like that message is a good message you know it's like anybody can can be this anybody can be the luke and i think that was what the original message kind of was like you were saying, you know, everybody liked Luke Skywalker because you could identify with Luke Skywalker and he was just this nobody farm boy who grew up to be the big bad Jedi. And it goes back to that thing. It's like the universe is too, it's too small. Like everybody's bumping into everybody. So I agree with you. I think that there's great opportunity with the new series, 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 the shows that they're producing. <laughs> <laughs> Cereals. cereals the shows that they're producing i think that there's a great opportunity there for them to tell stories that are compelling but also don't have galactic consequences but will they but will they yeah that's they the they that's the question it's star wars well, yeah. and th- that it boils down to are the people behind star wars are they confident enough in the universe to say we can tell other stories that don't need to tie back to the core chunk. So see, I think they, I think they are. I just, I don't think the fandom is. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good point. Like, I think uh, the Cassian Andor series that's coming out, I think people are going to complain that there aren't any Jedi in it, or at least I'm assuming there won't be, since it doesn't seem like that's the idea of the people series. aren't complaining about uh, people are going to complain that the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian isn't Boba Fett. A, a lot, a lot of people that the, the, the small universe that we complain about, that's one of the big things that people like about the universe is that all these characters just keep crossing paths with each other for no apparent well, and, reason. And don't get me along. I, I like that too. I just, we can have both like both can exist. Yeah. And then the other thing too is like, is, is the fandom and this is, this is going back to this, you know, this raging question that we've talked about, you know, since, uh, since starting the podcast, you know, is the fandom that we hear representative of the fandom as a whole, because we have this podcast because, and I'm sure Jason, you have a similar sort of thing because you have a podcast where you have to have your ear to the ground about what people are saying 
about specific topics, you get into these areas of social media, of commentary, of listening to people where, you know, it, it, it the majority of the things that you hear could very well be negative. But then the question becomes, is that representative of the fandom as a whole? I personally, being a possibly naive optimist, don't think that's true. I think that we have plenty of uh, a majority fandom out there who are sensible and and reasonable and ready for anything new Star Wars. And the reason I think that is I know people like you, John, and you, Jason, who are able to sit here and have this conversation and you know, really put thought into it. And at the end of the day, go, you know what, but it's Star Wars, like, we're going to be fine with whatever happens next. And I just think that the majority of people out there who share those opinions, aren't the ones online yelling about things, because they don't want to deal with it. Like, I I have times where I just don't want to I open up Twitter, and I open up the news, or I open up whatever. And I just like, all right, I'm done for the day. This has made me sad. Personally, I don't believe that that's the majority. That's, that's, I guess, the question. I think there's a way you can work this out. So I'll ask Tim, your number one fan, to do this because I, um, <laughs> I'm not going to do it myself, and you know I don't want to give you guys more work. But uh, you basically need to calculate like how much money each Star Wars film is making, and kind mm-hmm. of divide that between like for maybe just ticket sales on on each film. Like, okay, this is how much money was made from tickets, mm-hmm. and then work out how more or less how many tickets that means were sold. Then you've got a kind of rough idea of how many people went to see it, even if some went 10 times. Uh, and then you can just see how many people liked that angry tweet. And you'll realize that, oh, yeah, actually, it is a very small number because it is just the average moviegoer who is actually you know, funding this. Uh, if it was just the diehard, passionate Star Wars fans, I, it wouldn't be making enough money. Um, Jason's like solving all of our problems now. Also proving that he <laughs> listens to the podcast. Like he's, he's dropped, you've dropped like four or five things throughout the episode that I'm like, I know you had to listen to multiple episodes of our podcast to, to know this. That's a good, it's it's what comes across, you know, as I said, it's just what I stumble upon. That's how I roll. (laughs) Solving problems. John, do you got anything, uh, any, any questions for, for Jason? I kind of took over a lot of Uh, question answering. He, he, uh. That that's fine, Ian. You're you're better at interviews than I. I, I have nothing. You seem to answer que- answer questions before they are asked, Jason. So that's that's a credit. I'm gonna on add you. psychic or... to his list of uh, accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, I did like earlier when you said, "Oh, you've got a podcast, so you're obviously you know across the board, knowing what's going on, ear to the ground." And I was thinking. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, don't <know> he, <laughs> I don't know who he thinks I am, but uh, incorrect. <laughs> c- clearly, he doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> but um, oh, I don't know. It's just I'm I'm kind of with you guys on. Yeah, like it's nice to have a few shows where yes, there is some interaction between these these main players. Although, uh, is it like Steel that kind of feels those things are for the movies? I, I quite like that as well. Like have mm-hmm. those big things happen in the movies, and then have the comics and the TV shows and the cartoons and everything else fill the rest of the universe, explore other things. And with regards to people being like, oh, the Mandalorian's not Boba Fett. Who's Boba Fett? Like, you've seen him do two or three things in in all the movies. That's all he ever did. And then Uh you you all (laughs) fell in love with it. Like, maybe this guy will actually be better oh hold on <laughs> let me just turn twitter off <laughs> be careful <laughs> i mean he might 
he might grow on you. You know, you might see him and be like, you know what, actually, I- I'm kind of liking this guy. I like his attitude. I like what he's doing. I like that he doesn't just fly into the wall. That's great. Like he flies <laughs> over things or under or around. Um, yeah. I like that he's not being slowly digested by a sand monster. Yeah. I mean, has that so? That is a plus. You know what would have been really good is if, with that announcement, they just like done a gif of him falling in, to, <laughs> in into the starlight pit, and then like it's been cancelled. Um, here's why: we we discovered he's dead. Like we didn't know. <laughs> we searched the archives, yeah, and what we yeah. found was like none of us have actually seen Star Wars. We just watched it now. Turns out this guy that you're going on about, he's dead. Why? Why do you want us to make a movie about him? Also, he's dead and he's not even a Mandalorian. Yeah. Also, did you guys know Darth Maul got cut in half? That's so weird. Oh, uh, yeah, that's another great thing, isn't it? To yeah, explain. yeah, and that's then, then spider legs. Oh, Ian, spiders. <laughs> Ooh, I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. But I like as, as dumb as that resurrection was. I really did. I what they did with. Him after he came back so that's a perfect example of something done turning into something great give stuff a chance people yeah well there you go you had a character who like was in all the trailers was really selling that film (laughs) the majority of people that went to see the phantom menace were expecting great things from from more expecting probably to be someone who stuck around for you know at least two if not all three movies Mm -hmm. and then you, you know you kind of unceremoniously killed him off very quickly um, <laughs> to replace him with an old man. So <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's understandable there where, as you said, someone you go, look, you know, maybe this wasn't the best decision we ever made. We can do this. Yes. It's the most weird explanation for how somebody survived, but the end result afterwards, what he did and, and you know, people liked that. So they didn't mind that you kind of change something that was canon because, in all of our minds, he was dead. Right. And, and then you basically resurrected him, even if you did it after the fact and said, well, we, you know, we never saw the body, so he wasn't really dead. But, you know, it's the end result, isn't it? You make something better and people go, yeah, actually, I, I kind of prefer that he went and had this whole story arc instead of like four lines in a movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Ray Park still, he's he's still kicking around, like, doing, he just posted oh. some stuff on Twitter of, of him just in his, like, backyard or something with yeah. lightsabers just yeah. doing full, awesome stuff. Full makeup, in costume. He's just sitting by the <laughs> phone waiting for the call. He's like, don't worry, guys, I'm, I'm keeping up with the training. I'm ready. Call Dude, me in. It- tag- Tag me in, tag me in. Has anybody told him he died in the, <laughs> in Rebels? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, they brought him back for, for, uh, oh wait, have you, yeah, you've seen Solo, right? I've seen Solo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They brought him, they, they teased him in that. So and that was yeah. Ray Park with Sam yeah. Whitward voice, which is an amazing combination of awesome. So yeah. Ray Park. It, I, huh? I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about that. They got me on and they're like, look, you're doing this. You literally have two lines, but you're not going to say them like that <laughs> well to That's... be fair he didn't say the lines that he was saying in phantom menace i know different... which was like four lines and i mean again i can understand if it was like look you've got the most lines in the whole movie and it, it really needs to be you know it needs to be or i mean i'm assuming you've seen the um like the first cut of uh darth vader going down the corridor um <laughs> with, uh, David yeah, Brown. yeah, and it's sort of like Farmer Vader. Like I get that. That's 
un- understandable that you made a decision of like this voice it's not gonna work but you know really your voice is that bad they won't let you do four <laughs> lines that's I, th- I think that was <sighs> just uh uh, I, uh f- f- phantom menace notwithstanding you know that was just uh the, the solo thing that was just a, a fanboy uh pleasure tease there oh you know the voice and you know the guy and we got both <laughs> yeah so and i uh, feel there were two, there were two camps of people no three camps there were the people that are going oh wow look it's it's more because you know he wasn't really dead and then they tell you everything that happened in, in the clone wars right and then you've got the people who are like oh, i don't know why they put him in because you know oh, people that didn't watch the clone wars aren't going to understand right and then you've got the people who didn't watch the clone wars who just went who's that yeah um and I, don't, I I don't think there was really anyone that was like, isn't that Maul? Wasn't he dead? Didn't he fall down? A f-? I, I think generally people were just like, oh, was that Maul? Oh, oh, thanks for telling me. I didn't really get it. Uh, cool. <laughs> well, Jason, do you have any uh, any questions for us before we wrap up for the day? Oh, um, right. Okay. Since you're here, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've traveled all this way. I should. Uh... Yeah. Well, I, I kind of wonder then what, what do you want to see from start? Well, okay, I, I'll ask the classic. What do you want to happen in episode nine? That's probably my, my my big question because you know I think people had their ideas for like eight, and then that really changed everything. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm just curious as to what you kind of where do you want Star Wars to go now, or do you want it to like wrap up in nine and then go somewhere completely different, or do you want it to be kind of just continuing a little bit, little bit, little bit as it is now? For me personally, I think the most important thing with episode nine is that it needs to have a conclusive ending for the characters that are involved. For example, even though the original trilogy continued on afterwards, we still had a satisfying conclusion to the events at hand in Return of the Jedi. Same thing with Revenge of the Sith, even though, you know, some people might argue satisfying shouldn't belong in that sentence, but I quite enjoyed it. So like... so we have to we have to wrap up this part of the story. If we want to come back and do more stuff with this char- these characters in the future, that avenue is always open to us, just as it was at the end of the original trilogy and the prequels and all the cartoons. Like that is available, but we need to wrap up Ray's story, we need to wrap up Kylo's story, we need to wrap up Finn's story, Poe's story. The main characters in the sequel trilogy, we need to have, uh, I want to see a conclusive, satisfying thing that says, if we were to stop here and never visit these characters again, we have an ending to that story. With the option of going back and exploring more later, like we did with every other Star Wars bit. And the reason why I harp on that is because... I like J.J. Abrams. I really do. I think he does good work. But the man has never ended anything in his life. I really hope that the studio sits him down and says, whatever you are writing, this cannot end on a cliffhanger. We need to have a satisfying conclusion to this story. So that's what I want to see out of episode nine. And then going forward from that, you know, we can do anything. I'd like to see more with Ray and Poe and Finn and Rose and, and those characters. But I'd also like to go somewhere completely different and see completely new things. So that's that's me. What about you, John? Well, after that, I feel like what I was going to say is so insignificant. I have no expectations for what eight will be. Nine. Um, and I don't even want to. Sure. We'll do that one too. <laughs> I, I I don't want to even start to like get in a mindset of it 
to have an expectation that won't happen and then have that uh, if it doesn't happen it being something that taints what the movie is the only thing i have with the next movie is they say they're going to use footage of carrie fisher that was unused from the other movies and i'm just really hoping they're not writing a story around what available footage Mm -hmm. they have because i feel like that could get from a filmmaking standpoint like that's gonna box you into a story that's it's the only thing I'm nervous about is how they're going to handle Carrie Fisher. Yeah, there. I, I feel like that's probably as much as I, I don't really have strong opinions on eight. You know, I know there are people that hated it. There were people that, that loved it. I'm quite like, yeah, there were, there were good bits. There were bad bits. The one thing that I just found a really odd decision was you had a really kind of natural way to send the character off, maybe even two ways, because she could have just died when she was floating in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that would have been kind of uh, tragic because Kylo was there. He didn't actually do it. But then, you know, he was kind of there at the time. So it, there would be that kind of pull again of oh no is you know am i responsible am i not mm-hmm. um, or you let her make the sacrifice at the end and and smash the ship uh you know and and she goes out a hero uh, instead of keeping her alive when now you're in this situation where you've got to try and you know use old footage and and you know repurpose it it seems a bit odd well and my yeah. other thought about crashing the ship is you've got droids why did somebody have to stay <laughs> on that ship surely Use a droid. Do you know what? Use Freepio. I hate him. That's my controversial <laughs> style thing. I have never liked him. He is uh, the worst. I'm almost to the point where I'll say, give me Jar Jar over Freepio. <laughs> I All right. cannot stand this guy. Hey, fair point. You know, you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. Like now that you've said that, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody who hates C-3PO. But like now that I think about it, I can be like, oh, I can totally see why. Like, I don't need to stretch yeah. my imagination to, <laughs> to to see why that is. I mean, and I get that he's, like, written as an annoying character. So that, that might say, well, good job in, in the writing because he is really annoying. Right. But at the same time, he's really annoying. So I just... <laughs> You did too good of a job, guys. Yeah. With with the with the Carrie Fisher thing, I, I think that if she had passed away earlier on in the production, they would have maybe cut it, put had her character pass in The Last Jedi. I think the problem was like when she passed away, it was like a month or something away from from release. Like the movie was done at that point. There was no going back and recording around it um yeah no one plans for an actor to uh to right die, you know sh- shortly after filming. so so what do you want what do you need to see out of nine jason i know what i don't need to see and that is if i see one mystery box anywhere floating around in nine i am <laughs> i am just walking out the door because <laughs> you know you said you like jj you, you, you but you can't finish things i just can't handle his concept of mystery boxes um, mm-hmm. I, I feel it is fundamentally flawed from the beginning. Uh, and I feel that not giving people sufficient information is not a mystery. That's just <laughs> bad writing. That's just messing with people. <laughs> yeah. And and also, like, why were people so... So especially if you're not writing the next one, you really gave someone an impossible task because you set up all these mysteries and you gave them to a group of people <laughs> who will then spend like two years analyzing every single thing that happened in that movie every comment that the actor or actress or somebody was just working on the set made because they overheard something that somebody's cousin said while they were having lunch and (laughs) they'll go on like a deep dive they'll come up with and at that point 
everybody's got a theory no one is going to be happy yeah like, you're just setting up for people to be disappointed and i go back to nobody finished watching star wars and said i wonder who luke's father is because they'd been told who he was he was a jedi and he's gone and then right. and also because they correctly watched return of the jedi first so they already knew if they you know, made the rookie Correct. mistake of seeing them in order of release uh, uh they <laughs> <laughs> they would have just been, you know, happy with that answer and annoyed with Vader being the one responsible. And then when there is the reveal that, well, no, I didn't kill your father. I am your father. It's a shock. Whereas if it had been all these kind of hints of, you know, what happened to my father? Oh, oh ooh, I, I can't tell you because um, it's a, yeah, you know, maybe ooh, when you're a bit older, I'll let you know. Like you'd be going, oh, well, what's happened with his father? Do you know what I mean? That didn't yeah. happen. It was, it was a real shock because you weren't expecting it right but if you just keep going hold on guys hold on hey hey big surprise coming you know what it is it's like telling someone this is the funniest joke you're ever gonna hear before telling them a joke right and then it just isn't and even if it's a good joke it's not the funniest joke you've ever heard right (laughs) it's like horror movie psychology the less we see of the monster the scarier it is your your mind makes up something that nothing that you see on screen is going to make scarier just like your whatever whatever theory you come up with in your head it's always going to be better to you than whatever you're delivered so i get that yeah but really i don't i think i'm like you i'd I'd like that it all kind of gets wrapped up but what i think would be really good is actually just yeah wrap it up with these people and then maybe jump like i don't know if you ever read the dune books i have a passing knowledge of dune the first book ends you know he starts as a child and it ends with him having children uh, like the second book picks up with the kids and then it jumps like thousands of years into the future. Mm. Um, and I'd kind of like, I, I'd kind of like that, that you could just maybe stop it here and then jump ahead. Like how good would it be to jump ahead and see that like the empire is once again in control and you're just thinking how, like everything we did, how did that happen? Right. And then have some stories set there and then come back and you know fill in some some gaps that way kind of thing instead of like i i just feel this obsession of trying to fill in every little bit of detail between each of the movies or you you know just packing everything into such a short space of time go forward go back i don't care just go (laughs) that's my final word just go just go it seems like every guest we have on uh, ends ends their thing with well i've ruined everything goodbye uh any john any last minute wrap-up things no yeah, i'm good. good all right well jason where can the listeners of topics find you and your projects see now i'm worried if they're trying to find me because i think i've probably offended most of them so um if they're trying to find me in the real world please don't uh <laughs> but <laughs> they'll, they'll come after <laughs> us before they come after you don't worry about it uh, by far, the easiest way to find me is by going to jasoncroxon.co.uk, and there you'll have links to all three of my podcasts, uh, A Conversation With, that uh, Ian has been on, and we've spoken about Star Wars, but I've also spoken with a lot of other guests about a lot of other topics, so um, some sci-fi related and many that are not. 
Uh, I have another show called Getting to Know Who that is a quiz show uh, where two guests come on to answer questions about a total stranger. And we see if the more uh, answers they start to know, the easier it becomes. And I have a third uh, show that is a podcast, but also uh, YouTube videos that is called All Across Fitness, where I interview everyday normal people about their um, experience uh, in fitness and CrossFit and how it has you know, changed their life from uh, being kind of out of shape into getting into shape or things like that so um very different from the other two but going well <laughs> and <laughs> very different from star wars <laughs> <laughs> well as someone who uh, likes star wars and needs to become more fit than fat i i can say i can recommend all three <laughs> <laughs> i think that's just about going to do it for this episode of hoth topics thank you for joining us if you want to get a hold of us here at Hoth Topics, you can send us an email at hothpod at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us on Twitter at hothpod. You can also find all of our episodes and articles and links and other fun things at hothtopicspodcast.com. Yeah, I think that'll just about do it. I've been Ian. I've also been here. That was John. And I've been Ian as well. And that was Jason, who is also Ian, but I'm Ian. Does that make me Jason? I'm not sure. I'm going to go have a lie down. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. I was absolutely going to leave the, the Harry issue. I was like, well, that's past. That's in the past now. And he's just put up his latest episodes of his uh, of his podcast, and he's brought it up in one of them. Um, <laughs> so it's it's now it's a fresh wound once again. So so it's on. Yeah. Well, he he, he literally called me out, uh, you know, on his show. So I'm. Uh, <clears throat> so if we start talking about how we got into it, or when we first saw it, or when it finally apparently arrived in the UK, I might have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent.